Have like your head on their shoulder, and they're they're just chewing directly into your ear, just like uh, 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 every time they camp down on the popcorn. Yeah, well, that was a great way to open the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. Merry Christmas, happy birthday. Hanukkah's nice too. Yeah. Welcome back to the Pyramid Podcast. Hello, everybody. It's been a been a been a couple been a hot sec, been a couple weeks, but because uh, that's because finishing college and all that sort of jazz. College is. Just not the funnest thing <laughs> on the planet, but I'm, I'm glad to be done. <laughs> um, this is Anthony Sester. Welcome, Hi. Anthony, to the podcast. I'm here. I feel welcomed. <laughs> happy, happy, happy summer. Yes, it is definitely summer. Well, today is a little bit cloudy. But yeah, that's okay. It's nice. Yesterday was like a beautiful day out. I think it was way too hot yesterday. Really? Yeah. I thought it, it was, was a little warm. It was a lot. It was cooler outside than it was in. As far as I, as I. Could tell. Mm, no, I mean to be fair, I was working all day yesterday, so okay. I was like outside serving tables, being like, "Why, hello, how are you? Yes, can I get you something to drink?" <laughs> but I'm like sweating up a storm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where do you work? For those who don't know, uh, I work at Rust Creek, the golf course in Maple Grove. Nice. Um, you can find me. <laughs> don't find me. That'll be creepy. <laughs> How long have you been done with school? Uh, I've been done with school for like a month and a half. Okay, nice. Yeah. Wow, long time. Yeah, no, my school ended early. Um, but like, um, it was kind of on my schedule because it was all online, and okay. so it was on my schedule. So like, I could be done whenever I wanted to, which was yeah, nice. just kind of the work ahead sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. just like homeschooling. Yeah. <laughs> See, everyone. Okay, so. COVID hit and it was like, oh no, we got to switch to online stuff. And I was like, y'all have never done online stuff before. Who are you? Yeah, the classic homeschool. Like, did something, did something change? Did something here? happen? <laughs> right. And then people were like, oh no, I don't get to have my graduation ceremony. And I understand that that's a big deal for people and everything. But mm-hmm. like, I was never expecting that. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I didn't do a high school one because I was like, I don't really care. No, exactly. I don't really care either. <laughs> I was like, it's high school. Yeah, even for the college one, like two weeks ago, I was like, eh. I was so out. Of, like everyone was, are you excited? Are you? Like, no. no. <laughs> are you excited to be done? I was. Well, yeah, but are you excited for this ceremony? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I was just had to sit and stand in a robe and a cap for a couple of hours. I'd rather be home eating yeah. waffles. It was better. The My favorite day was the day, a couple of days before that when I like finished all my class, like finished my last assignment. I was like, yes, freedom. <laughs> I, I always think it's really funny because they, yeah, so they, usually the graduation, they plan it out so far like behind when your work is done. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think the real celebration is when the work is done, when the yeah. grades come out, when you get your final GPA. That's the moment, mm-hmm. not when you get to throw a dumb hat in the air. <laughs> I mean, I don't, under, I never understood that. I mean, I was homeschooled too, so um, yeah, I didn't, I was, I was never expecting that moment. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I didn't miss out on much. <laughs> no, it's not. That. Uh. <laughs> it might be different for people that were expecting it, but yeah, but it's. Oh, I'm so glad to not have to write a paper again. <laughs> I hated writing paper. I never have to cite things again. Well, here's the thing, though, is that apparently for your, your quote-unquote big boy job, you have to <laughs> write some kind of letter 
So I'm like, okay, I wrote all of these papers to write a dumb letter to a company. What is that? What the heck was this all for? <laughs> It'll, like, how many times are you gonna use? I mean, I for a lot of people, you might write papers, but I don't think I'm ever gonna write a paper for my profession <laughs> for film. I mean, I'll write scripts, but that's yeah, nothing a script like, or a storyboard or something like that's that. That's nothing like, like writing an APA cited paper. No. <laughs> APA is the worst. Uh, <laughs> I bet it's better when you get a handle on it, but uh-huh. like it's just it's so which, dumb. which one is the one with the footnotes? Is that APA? I think that's MLA. Okay. Whichever one that yeah, one that, is. The, there's another one that is even worse. So the two that are most standardized are MLA and APA. Mm-hmm. There's another one that's just bad. Is that Chicago? I think so. I think Chicago that's the Chicago Tribune or something. Yeah, that one's the worst. Uh one of them with the footnotes, I I was trying to do it without like a template or anything. So I was manually adjusting when I got more footnotes on my page. Like, oh, I have to take more off the paragraph, put it on the next page. That drove me <laughs> nuts. No, footnotes bad. Footnotes bad. Duh. Anyway, I'm glad that's over. Yeah. That nightmare is it's over. over. It's over. It's over. I got to say, this is really interesting to have just my voice in my, yeah, in it, my head, it in really, my ears. It really focuses you in. You kind of get in the zone. A little bit, but like at the same time, um, so you know what is it called like a speech jammer where like it plays your yeah. voice just like a little, a little bit, bit off behind uh-huh. and it makes us that you can't talk mm-hmm. that's what this feels like except for it's directly on par yeah so it's like I can still talk and think but I can hear myself really well <laughs> it, I, it reminds that reminds me of um, like having a mic on stage that has a little bit of a delay and you're, when the first time you talk you're like ah. Okay, my voice is my voice is very loud. <laughs> Everybody can hear what I'm saying. I'm gonna turn you down just one click. How dare you? Everyone needs to hear my majesticness. Click. Oh no, I've been turned down a click. Yep. How just one click. You? Just one click. One. <laughs> one click. One man. One click to rule them all. One click to find them. <laughs> one click to uh, equalize them all and in the editor room bind them. normalize them <laughs> <laughs> yeah well also ended is the front porch shows for the spring yeah including 101 Dalmatians and Beauty and the Beast yeah that well, was a thing that happened yeah lots of filming well I was just on the tail end of it you guys have been doing it <laughs> all year months 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 yeah. um, I thought it was interesting I was just talking to uh, Kira a little bit about this but mm-hmm. like you know when like you're on a high and you're on that high for so long, and yep. then you drop down, and then you start getting sick. Oh, that's, shoot. That's exactly what's happening to me. So no. like So, like, the school year ended, and I was like, kachik. Oh, okay, we're down here. It's a little bit less stressed. It's fine. And then for a porch, and it was like, kachik. And I was like, oh, no, I'm even more or less stressed. So, if I can feel it coming on. That and then, um, yeah, so I haven't been working at Rush Creek for, like, two weeks either because of the filming and everything that's been going on with that. And so... Um, yeah, and so then it, that's just another click, kachik, mm-hmm. and I have this big trip coming on. I'm um, going to Atlanta, Georgia. My brother's getting Ooh, ordained, nice. so that's exciting. That's very cool. Um, but like, I have that trip, and I can't be sick, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So it's just like kachik, 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 kachik. and I was like, no. So I well, need, be- to, I need to keep myself li- busy and going and stressed out, so I can either stay that, high. <laughs> either that or just get really sick for two days and get it all over. <laughs> <with>. <laughs> just eat a bunch of crap food and then 
<laughs> McDonald's, here I come. <laughs> Shovel it in. Famous last words. I'm yeah. gonna go eat at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, but we filmed five shows. I have, uh, I think, filmed. Oh, f- oh yes, it was five because three yeah, casts for one and two. For three casts for the little kids, two for the big kids. And uh, okay, I have, okay, okay. I think I have over a terabyte of footage. <laughs> And I'm running out of room, <laughs> but it's fun. It's this has been my first, like, technically my first freelance video project. Yeah, professionally out of cool, cool, college. Cool. So I've been doing it. It's funny how much faster you can get it done when it, that's all you have to do. <laughs> when it's like your job. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's the kids, awesome. The kids' shows are already cut. Nice. Beauty and Beast is about ready to be cut, but we're also I'm gonna like, snip it up and put it back together. Yeah. Also looking. <laughs> To Tuesday, tomorrow. Well, Tuesday. this is Monday when we're recording uh, this podcast. Yes, 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 yes. Tomorrow is our read through for Music Man. <laughs> okay, can I? I, <laughs> I do not remember. <laughs> I do not remember any of my lines whatsoever. That was a lot of a lot of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just. Ah, I'm so scared for it. I don't remember any of my lines, and here's the deal: I have lost my acting chops. Oh no. Um, so it's not that I'm like, I, it's not that you're like, you're bad and you suck and you shouldn't be here. It's like, no, I can act. I can do things. Sure. Yeah. I just don't remember the character at all. <laughs> I might die. <laughs> well, you got a month to prepare because we don't start for a month, really. Because we have the read through. Yeah, that's fair. But the read through is like, I don't know. I want to, I need to brush up on the lines. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So tomorrow, um, Jessica, my girlfriend's coming with us to Atlanta. Cool. Um, so tomorrow I'm going over to her place to help her pack and stuff. Um, and uh, I'll be reading lines as she's packing. <laughs> to be honest, okay, who could ever help a female pack adequately? <laughs> <laughs> as a male, there was nothing you can do. Remember as a little kid, you go up to your mom and just be like, hey, yeah. get, what, what do I need to bring for this? Just like, you're packing for three nights. I don't know what that means. <laughs> That means three pairs of underwear, three pairs of pants, three yeah. pairs of everything you yep. need, right? Like my mom would always make me pa- pack extra socks, like two or three extra. Oh, interesting. Pairs. My Cause, yeah, because those get dirty easily. You know? <laughs> For some people, yeah. did you have sweaty feet as a kid? Jayden? No, I just didn't put <laughs> shoes on sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, my mom would always make me a packing list. Yeah, and so like yes, the females always know what to bring. You know, mm-hmm. it's always funny. We always accuse them of like overpacking and stuff but it's like i feel like i'm the one that overpacks just because i'm always scared i'm gonna miss something <laughs> it's a problem yeah so yeah that's happening so she's gonna help me run lines and see if i can know things well here's the thing is that shapoopy is so fast it's such a fast song i'm yeah. playing marcellus so i have to sing shapoopy and it's such a fast song and i just don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, you got time, and I'm I'm sure you'll get back into the groove of it after you, after we I'm g- sure. re- go through I'm it. I'm not I'm not excited to work under a director again, to be honest. Mm. Uh, I mean, I was working under a director. I was studio stage managing, but like, it was a little bit different. I was on par with the director instead of like. Mm. Um, so you feel like you're stepping back a bit? Yeah, it feels like I'm stepping backwards. I mean, I'm still talking to the owner about um like stage managing for that show as well. Okay. Um, but it's 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 on 
decided. <laughs> it's a TBD to be determined. Gotcha. Yeah. So hopefully that'll be good. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty excited. It's I. It is one of my favorite shows. I love the original movie. Yeah. I no. I think I think Music Man is my favorite show. Harold Hill has always been a dream role of mine. I hate you, James. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, it's it's always been a dream role of mine. Um, but yeah, this last time we were running Music Man was kind of a mess. So yeah, hopefully, a, hopefully we can shake off the something mess. Something was of off. It. Something was off. Well, our choreographer stopped halfway through, and the cast wasn't happy with what was going on and stuff. Yeah. So you're just kind of a weird time. Yeah, now we have some, we had a lot of time of like accepting and now it's more of a grateful mm-hmm. aspect because we'll finally be on stage with like 300 audience members. Mm-hmm. So that'll be nice. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Beth coming back as the choreographer. Yes, 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 yes. That'll be super nice. I've only met her a couple times at the shows, but she seems like a very energetic person. She's, she's great. Um... I like her. She thinks like me. <laughs> she thinks like me about art and theater, that being it, like a holistic view of it instead of hmm. just like choreography is choreography. Yeah. Drama, acting is acting and singing is singing. It's like, no, it's you have to work on the whole thing, not just yeah, one aspect of it. That's a really good point. Because it's very easy, especially because like during a rehearsal night, we'll do, okay, it's time for acting. Part They are acting in Studio C, and then you come out and you do dancing in Studio A, and then you go to Studio B for singing. So it's very departmentalized. Yeah. Com- and compartmentalized. I, quite honestly, I think that's to our detriment. Um, most college theaters that I've experienced will do, like, the first two weeks is just learning the music. That's mm-hmm. all you're doing is learning the music and the track. Um, and so you get really, really familiar with that, and then you start acting, actually. Huh. Yeah, so then your lines are memorized by a certain point, and you're acting. Like, you're acting, and then you get to the song, and you just sing through it, and then you get there. Mm-hmm. And then choreography happens intermittently, right? So that's yeah. departmentalized, but then they go back, and they go, okay, go from the scene, straight into it, okay, back. Mm-hmm. Right? And that makes a really smooth transition between blocking and dancing. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I would I would really be up for doing a more professional like a Broadway full Broadway show or something. I'd it'd be so much fun to like dive into the real deal. <laughs> I think yes. I I've been looking forward to doing full shows um when I get to my college. So I'm going to U Mary in Bismarck, North Dakota. Nice. Yeet. That's a that's a um, big change. Yeah, it is a big change. North Dakota. North Dakota, the land of nothingness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. The land of bland landscape. The na- land of nothing is and a giant heifer. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really nice. The college is situated on like a plateau, so oh. there's like so like the, these huge bay windows that look over the beautiful oh Missouri River, I think it is. Okay, but it's like beautiful whatever, and then all of a sudden, it's just like this like. 200 foot drop <laughs> what yeah so you just look over these windows and there's just nothing wow it's crazy that's kind of cool it's pretty cool wow um and a bunch of the classrooms just have those huge bay windows in the back of the classroom <laughs> that's so the awesome. teachers don't even look at you they're just like <laughs> missouri river <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing theater there yes hoping to? so I'll, hopefully i'll be doing theater there the thing is is that like i'll get a credit 
if I'm casted. <laughs> oh. So I think I get like two credits if I'm casted or something like that. Okay. Um. Yeah, so that'll be nice. I'm not taking any acting classes right now just because I've already taken an acting one class from her. I had, I had an elective to take for my generals, and I was just like, let's do acting, sure. Mm-hmm. It ended up being extremely helpful. Really? Um, yeah, it was nice to actually have, do some, like, coursework on the art. <laughs> yeah. Um, I learned a lot, which was really nice. That's um, cool. But, yeah, so I, I'm excited to do full shows up there. Um, I'm... I, I'm excited to have new directors. <laughs> <laughs> I've been with the same directors for like three years, and I'm kind of yeah. It's nice to have a to change things up. Yeah, have some fresh eyes, fresh ideas. Yeah, cause yeah, that's the funny thing about because I always think about um, filmmakers. There's directors that always have like the same actors in every one of their movies. I wonder if that ever gets old. Oh, working with the same people over and over again. Yeah. Um, I wonder if the actors are ever like, can I do something with a different guy? It depends on if you like the guy, right? If you yeah. like their work and what they're doing, then like being with them over and over again would actually be nice because you kind of get into a groove mm-hmm. with them and you can understand what they're what they want and what they're talking about. Yeah, right. Like you kind of learn a lingo because I feel like every director has a different set of speech rules yeah. of themselves that mm-hmm. they talk in you know and how much they talk yeah exactly and how loud they talk <laughs> um yeah so i'm excited to have some fresh eyes um mm-hmm. acting skill and stuff like that yeah so, new opportunities that'll be fun mm-hmm. that's something like because i am personally probably i'm not a very outspoken person <laughs> so i'd definitely be in the quiz qu- podcast <laughs> <laughs> well i i'd I'm just not a loud person. I'd um, soft spoken. That's what I was trying to say. Soft spoken. So I'd be one of those short, directors that does short. not talk a lot. So and I want. I hope. Well, because you think, oh, are most directors extroverts and talk all the time, really loud? But then, I'm glad to know that there are there are still quiet people. That <laughs> I thought it was really funny. So the the theater professor at um, you Mary, I met with him twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told him everything that I did and everything. And he was like, you're going to be so useful, Anthony. And I was like, thank the Lord above. <laughs> he recognizes my greatness. Um, yeah, because I was like, yeah, I was doing stage managing. I've been doing that for a while. I've been acting for however long, whatever. And I've been singing, acting, dancing, whatever. He was like, that's super cool. Uh, your skills are going to be majorly useful to That's me. awesome. And I was like, cool. Okay, he already likes me. That's cool. That's really good. Um, yeah. And so... I totally lost my train of thought. Oh, no. Directing? Oh, yes. No, he is the quietest man on the planet. Really? Yeah, he owns his own production company. Can't remember what it's called. It's in North Dakota. <laughs> Ta-da, there's only one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so there's... He owns his own production company out there, but I talked to him, and he's super self-spoken. He's like... So yes, Anthony, what would you like to go into? What is it that you feel like you want to do with your life? <laughs> I'm like, I want to be cool. <laughs> you know, because usually I'm I'm used to having um, directors and artistic people yell at me all the time. Um, and it's not just the one specific person I've had. I've had several people that I've been with that have just kind of been loud. Mm-hmm. Um, my first acting mentor was not 
loud at all. She was actually incredibly soft-spoken again. Really? Yeah. So I've kind of had a swing of people telling me what to do. But <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. Um, yeah, he was just the quietest man. It was kind of a shock to me, quite honestly. Because hmm. he comes out and he's just got this, the biggest hairdo of all time. And he's walking out there and he's got this bright color on. And I'm just like, oh, he's going to be super. And he comes up to you. You expect to just be like, hey, man, I'm a from rock band. And we're going to do this thing. It's going to be cool. Yes, rock out. <laughs> right? But like, he comes out and he's just like, hi, hello. You must be Anthony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am that one that you have stated. <laughs> It's fun. That's cool. Are you hoping to do more theater stuff throughout your lifespan? Yeah. So the goal right now is, um, first of all, get a lady friend, uh, like propose to lady friend. Um, that's that that's that's the first step. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, get a lady friend that is into art and theater, um, and then. Uh, like create a studio with them is the thing. So mm-hmm. I want to get I want to get decently disciplined in all three disciplines, like mm-hmm. the triple threat, whatever. Yeah. Um, that's what I want to do. Um, and then hopefully I can holistically do something with my life <laughs> that involves theater and art. Right? That's cool. Yeah. And so I'm I'm guessing you want to be director of the production company. Yes, I would like to be. I think director is the goal. Um, I've I've learned that acting is not. Um, I don't feel good enough to mm. be like a legit actor. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I disagree. Um. Yeah. So sorry. Brush right past that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to be director of that. I feel like. Um, I've had several experiences with where uh, I'll, I'll work with somebody and then right after working with that director, they'll be like, okay, so you're ready for the next thing, <laughs> right? Um, and the one director that hasn't done that is the one that wants to hold on to me. Mm. Um, so I, no, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for the next yeah. step of creation. Mm-hmm. You like to keep moving. I do like to keep moving. Stagnation. Stagnant. What is what is the? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the adjective <laughs> for being stagnant. Yeah. Um. I definitely. I definitely feel that. I. I cannot. I cannot lead a chill, stay-at-home life. I gotta have. I gotta keep <laughs> my brain juices moving. I feel like. I feel like everybody grows into that though. Um. You grow into the chill life as you get older. Probably. I hope so. Cause. Cause inevitably, I'm not gonna. Cause I've been so acclimated to the college working 24 seven on assignments and stuff right, that you're right, never right, right. not doing something productive. So that now, and like last summer too, I had a job, but then you still have all the whole evening and the weekend, and you're like, uh, what? I I have what? I still what don't do with myself. I'm still trying to figure out how That's to be you chill. Find a nice video game to play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I I started watching Batman the animated series, which is amazing. Oh, fun, fun, fun! From the 1990s, super great. It's like they. Uh, I'm learning. I'm learning a ton about Batman, so I'm kind of. I'm kind of getting into Batman a little bit. So I think Batman's a little underrated yeah okay but he's also overrated (laughs) so he's perfectly rated in the different crowds yeah i I would say okay here's what i think is interesting about batman everybody's like yes batman is so smart and he has every single gadget for everything yeah the the bat shark spray 
<laughs> Shark repellent, yes. Not a thing. Um, bat underwear. Yeah, that's gadget you need. Why not just wear regular boxes underneath that suit? We need the bat nipples too. Yeah, that's a nice oh my gadget. Gosh. <laughs> um. Yeah, but like, he has the technology for everyone. There was some series. There was sort of some comic book. Maybe it's the wrong superhero. Um, but like where he went and he killed everybody, like he was able to best every other superhero in his uni- in his universe. Hmm. I was like, okay, so he is super strong. And then also he's just has he's just human. He's got this human. Yeah, and, and then Superman. he has to he has to stay human because that's right. how he's relatable. And that's um, that's the cool thing about Batman is that he's almost believable. Almost. Yeah. Um, what do you think Batman thinks about capital punishment? Oh, <laughs> that's a good. Okay, well, because uh, I believe and has been believed by many that Batman should not kill, and Bat- that's like part of his coda is that he does not kill. Right. I mean, that's the thing about Batman. But then, then I then I start watching the just the new DC movies with uh, Batman v Superman, Justice League, and he's just mowing down people with his machine guns. I'm like. What? No, this is wrong. <laughs> and then I talked to my friend who's a kind of a comic book nerd, and he said that that's that Batman in his later years did resort to killing. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm beating my chair here. <laughs> so, no, that's not that's against his very nature. Right. And I don't. I, I'm not a huge fan of fan of Batfleck. <laughs> um. That. Uh, yeah. So I've been watching. I watched all the new DC movies to get caught up on that. Some, some were, some were okay. <laughs> <laughs> some were less okay. But um, no, I I never watched Batman v Superman. It's because here's what I think is really interesting is that everyone's miss like a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like, obviously Superman wins. He just chucks Batman into the sun. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Why didn't that happen? But also, it's like. Batman easily wins kryptonite. Where do we get kryptonite on this freaking planet? <laughs> it was a, oh okay okay okay. So we started with and then what saves him is Martha. <laughs> it's like it's so why dumb. did you say that name? Why okay. did you, oh like, but this is this is related. Lord, this is related. You're to just his... pointing out a flaw in the creators of the comic. <laughs> <laughs> it was this like is... the, her name should be Martha because my mother's <laughs> name is Martha. So I'm gonna write in that this character's name is Martha and also this one's name is Martha. <laughs> Okay, this was a thing that's connected to the do not kill thing. So I watched this video. It, it's just titled Batman Does Not Kill on YouTube. Video essay. Wow. <laughs> and and it's and he made the point that um, that moment could have worked if Batman did not kill the rest of the movie because he's mowing down people with his machine guns on his Batmobile and stuff. And if, if he was about to take Superman's life, that would be the first life he had ever, ever taken. And the reason he does not kill is because he doesn't want to be just like the the evil person who killed his parents and what started him down the path as Batman. He be, he became Batman to stop that from happening and to stop killing of innocence. And so when he finally when he's like losing it and he's about to kill Superman, then he realizes that he's about to become the person that he's trying. He became Batman to stop. Then he's like, oh man. Then Martha might at least be less cheesy at that moment. 
That would have been a much more powerful <laughs> moment. Yes, it would have. <laughs> so why does he have machine guns? I didn't don't understand. Um, yeah, I think it's really interesting that Batman um, all of a sudden has guns. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, and it wasn't even addressed. It was just, oh, this is a this is a different Batman. What I think is interesting is that like guns are designed to kill things. Mm-hmm. Um, uh. There are specific guns that are designed to specifically kill people, but then other than that, they're designed to kill animals, right? To hunt and eat and everything sure. like that. Yeah. And so it's interesting for Batman to be carrying a gun, which is a tool mm-hmm. that is specifically used to kill things. Yeah, it he just not should not have them. No. <laughs> but at the same time, if you get a grappling hook through your chest... Yeah, that's pretty fatal. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> he uses in the animated series his grappling hook. He uses it like twice, or three, three or four times every episode. It's like that is his tool. It's pretty sweet. It's the grappling. It's hook. such a cool show. It's I've been learning a lot about it. Um, the first season has 62 episodes. Why do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> because the because it takes that apparently it took that many episodes to get it syndicated, which means you can have reruns and stuff. I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me because no, never otherwise does that. But did it ever? Did it ever actually have reruns? I think yeah. It had other seasons. It had four seasons, and it has eighty-eight episodes total, which should be twenty-two per season, which is standard. But for some reason, it's sixty-two, then ten, ten, and six. Really, that's really weird. I don't know why. I, at first, I was like, "Did they just did some intern screw up the the season, the episode order, or something?" <laughs> but anyway, oh, and the the show is was uh, drawn on black paper, so everything it has like this dark undertone. Oh, it looks so good, and like the animation is really detailed and really moody, and like, dang, they did that in an animated show. Like, there's so many good. Batman darkness shots. There's a lot of shots where it's just just a little bit of blue on his outline, a little bit of blue shading on his side, and then mm-hmm. his white eyes, and that's it. Mm-hmm. It's just a silhouette, and it looks so good. That's <laughs> And I was watching a documentary um, from Warner Bros. about Batman, just that um, his silhouette is the most recognizable of any superhero. I believe it. Ugh, it's because it's just the cape. And the two horns at the top. Well, yeah. <laughs> and to be honest, I mean, if you saw an outline of Martian Manhunter, you'd be like, Superman! Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea who that dude was. He showed up at the end of Justice League. I'm like, uh, what? Was, what? I really know not much about he's, comics. He's the vision of oh, DC, basically. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. From he, he, he's the vision of DC, except for he has a weakness to fire. What? Yeah. Fire? Yeah. Apparently, he overheats really easily. <laughs> Fire's pretty easy to make. So, uh, yeah, exactly. Just flamethrower, you killed the Martian Manhunter. Good job. Wow. Woo! Party. Okay. Well, that's uh, interesting. Yeah. It's kind of... I don't know. And the, the Batman show, it's not for kids. Like, it's not geared toward... It's not TVY7 or anything. It's not gruesome or anything, but I'm like, this is... This is some, like, there was a chain gang in one of the episodes. Bruce Wayne got onto uh, a chain gang. There was a society of children, slaves, underground, in the sewers. Well, that's good fun. Yeah. Uh, the one I watched last night was really cool. Kind of an existential one. So, might be hard for some people to watch, but it was, um, Batman wakes up in, in this alternate reality where his parents didn't die and he's not Batman. 
and is has to figure out what's going on. It's pretty crazy. He figured out it was a dream pretty fast, but didn't know. <laughs> anyway. This could be happening. Picture minds. <laughs> it's a dream. I could feel pain. <laughs> I won't spoil it for anyone who wants to watch it on HBO Max. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've been doing, watching Batman. Interesting. Yeah. I've been watching The Clone Wars. Ooh. Oh, I still haven't watched Bad Batch. I'm I'm behind. I'm well, Bad I, Batch. I've I haven't I've never watched The Clone Wars before. I haven't watched Bad Batch. I haven't watched Rebels. Oh. I haven't watched you any got, of those you've before. You've got a lot of good stuff ahead of you. Well, quite honestly, I was watching like the movies are a thing and I was like, "Yes, the the movies, the thing, it's cool." Uh, like just and then, the, the normal Star Wars movies? Right. Okay. But then The Clone Wars came out and I was like, "Ah, it's for kids." <laughs> I was no. like, I'm not interested in this kind of thing. But it's like, it, you just get more of your favorite characters. Yeah. Which is fun. Exactly. And they're better. Like, Anakin is so much cooler in the Clone Wars. Well, from what I understand, is the last season of the Clone Wars, you actually get to see him change. Yep. The final instead season. Instead of just, like, flick the switch and he's gone. Uh-huh. But it's interesting. I was watching it, and there's this really interesting dilemma that brings up, and it just kind of proves the point that women are the devil. Um, <laughs> That's a joke, by the way. It's a joke. It's a joke. Um, ancient Greeks thought that women were, like, manipulative women were just, like, super devilish, right? And they didn't like women because of um, Pandora's box. Mm. They were like, women are the devil because they have this curiosity quirk and it sucks. <laughs> and so they opened the box and unleashed all of the evilness upon the world, which is women. Um, <laughs> legitimately, that's how the myth goes. Really? Um but uh, Padme corrupts Anakin. Wait, what? Yeah, throughout it, um, Padme is because right, we we see his his passion and his emotion through that. But like, if Padme wasn't there, he wouldn't have become Darth Vader. That's deep. If Padme wasn't there, he wouldn't have changed. What? Where are you in, was, the, in the seasons? Um, I'm on season two, episode like eight or something like that. Okay. If Padme wasn't there, he wouldn't have become Darth Vader because it's it's Padme. Padme's the reason that he has to be all sneaking around and everything like that. Yeah. And like that he's living the lie, right? Is because of Padme. That's so like true. he's married to Padme, but like, yeah, it's kind of her fault. Yeah. That he's the way that he is at the end of it. Because if she w- if he didn't have to save her that there wouldn't be that whole draw to the dark side exactly that's very interesting and that's interesting that you're picking that up at season two. Oh yeah you got plenty to go <laughs> we have plenty to go to see the final padme. season is so cool here's the thing is is padme really the chancellor i mean we see the chancellor at work too in the clone wars as well we see mm-hmm. him talk to the chancellor we see the chancellor slowly start to manipulate him mm-hmm. to be more on his side but um Padme does all the heavy lifting. <laughs> That's very interesting, but very true. I can totally see that. Yeah, I think that I think that that's a really interesting thing with Star Wars that I don't know if it was totally intended, mm. because we're supposed to see Padme as this light figure, right? Mm-hmm. But she's just not that. <laughs> Dave Filoni, who produced all those, and most of the most of the shows since then including the Mandalorian and stuff he's been like the overseer he's oh, he's the biggest Star Wars nerd of all time he wears a, he wears a cowboy well, hat well it's a time. good thing that he has that job then <laughs> yeah he's you, you if you listen to him talk 
he'll, he can like totally explain, explain the prequels and everything and the whole Star Wars timeline in a cohesive manner. And like, oh my gosh, I want this. It's beautiful. He can describe it beautifully. And like the way everything works together and like the internal motivations of characters. It's, he's an amazing dude. I'm so glad he's behind it all. <laughs> yeah, but um, plot twist, Padme's the villain. If Padme didn't exist, dang, he wouldn't be Darth Vader. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he he does lose faith in the Jedi Order, right? Yeah, um, and everything like that. But I I feel like it's Padme that um, kind of pulls on that as well. Mm-hmm. Because to be honest, um, there's the episode where he's trying to have a night away with Padme or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and so he brings some chocolate whatever like he brings like this this meal back home yeah and um he's like a night away with you is perfect and obi-wan kenobi needs to contact him for the freaking war that's happening <laughs> and he says something like duty comes first and which is something that padme totally believes but she gives him a really hard time about it in that episode mm. where like he's super mad at her for She's super mad at him for putting the Jedi Order above her. The Jedi Order. The Jedi Order. The entire organization. The war that's going on, right? If mm-hmm. if if duty did not come first in that instance, there wouldn't be a Coruscant for you to have a night away on. Yep. <laughs> so, like, that's something that I never quite understood there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, but then later, Anakin gets mad at her for not putting him in front of her duties mm-hmm. um so it's just this really dysfunctional relationship that is just bad yeah it's not a great relationship no <laughs> it's just bad but i think it's because they're both um emotionally unstable Eddie, <laughs> <laughs> you're breaking my heart it's like you broke his heart first you understand that's why that he's the way that he is are you an angel no (laughs) dialogue oh my gosh are you an angel it's like okay kid how old are you how old is she 16 and what are you 10 she's 14 he's nine he's nine he's nine okay i guess that's uh, as they get older that's more justifiable but like nine to 14 five years is not that bad especially if you're 30 (laughs) yeah if you're 30 yeah you're nine (laughs) Uh, the dialogue in those first two prequels is so bad. <laughs> I'll try spinning. That's a good trick. <laughs> it's working. Now it's this working. is pod racing. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> You're in a starfighter in space. <laughs> it's not pod racing. It is the. It's not it is, the definition of pod racing. Is not that. Are you in a pod? No. Are you racing? No. You are. No. You're. <laughs> you're non-pod non-racing. <laughs> you're not pod non-racing. <laughs> uh, now this is non-pod non-racing. <laughs> Duh. Now this is not pod racing. It's a dog fight. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, Now, yeah. <laughs> no, this is dog fighting. That would have been a better joke. That's not even, oh. If they would have had like actual dog fighting, what is like the race of the doggos or whatever the heck they're called? The what? <laughs> they're like the 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 dude in the pod racing who has like his arms that he walks on and his feet oh, or his hands. Uh, it's like a dog. Yeah, Saboba. 
It's a bottle bath. There it is. Yep. Um, his race is like a race of dogs or something like that. Hmm. Um, and so it would have been it would have been a better joke to have th- them fighting, being like, yeah, dog fighting, whatever, right? Because they're just dogs. <laughs> <laughs> they literally call them dogs in the club. Oh wait, 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 up has a dog fight. The dogs in the airplanes. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a dog fight. A dog, dog. Fight. And it's in space. That's no, not. It's in the air. It's fine. Yeah. Um. But like, yeah. Then you could say, "Now this is dog fighting." <laughs> that would have been a better joke. Oh well. <laughs> Maybe we'll fix the prequel someday. We'll do a recut of it. Just ADR all the voices. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> now this is now this is dog fighting. <laughs> <laughs> just re- replace certain bits of dialogue. Exactly. Whenever you just cut out all the Jar Jar things, and it becomes a very in- wait. Actually, no, it wouldn't become an incoherent story because he doesn't add anything to the story. Wow. There's a shot where it's like giraffe bees farts in his face, and, he, <laughs> and he's like, "That smells stinkerous." And then it's like. That added nothing. <laughs> he didn't like tip over something that added to this, like you know, trip and break something. Is literally nothing. Ah, <laughs> uh, that smells stinkerous. <laughs> anyway, Misa Jar Jar Pig, Misa's so happy to see you again. <sighs> well, yes, everybody is happy to see Obi Wan Kenobi again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fun. Thanks for thanks for coming on the podcast. Oh, okay. that's it. Yeah, that was a. No! We're at 41 minutes. Oh, jeez. 20 more, Jaden. 20 more. (laughs) (laughs) It's always a blast. Yeah. Hopefully have you on again sometime. Sure. Sounds great. Hopefully we'll actually have something. I mean, we did get to talking about things, but hopefully we'll actually have something that's just like, we're going to talk about this thing. Like news. No, like a topic. Is that what you're saying? A topic, yes. Not the chill sort of stuff. Hopefully something that's not political. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. No, this is an ASMR-free, sugar-free, gluten-free, and political politics podcast. <laughs> ASMR-free by foot. <laughs> <laughs> by foot. All right, thanks, listeners, for tuning in to the Peterman Podcast, and we will see you next time. Bye.